When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Rahapa podcast. Every week we come together, we dissect the messes that are these couples and their lives. And this week is no different. Welcome aboard the Hot Mess Express. I am your host and conductor, Puyaz Ambikili, ready to dive into all of these things. And this week, it feels like I've already had this podcast happen. It's because I podcast with this person on a regular basis. It is the one, the only, Liana, the Panini Press, Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Great episode of the masking. Oh, oh no, wait, wait. Okay. 90 day, 90 day fiance. Right. Okay. Talking about the other way. This has been, um, you know, a season with its up and downs, but I think this episode in particular, there was some pretty wild stuff that happened and I can't wait to get into everything with you. Have you been enjoying 90 day fiance this season? It's been fine. I tune in because I want to know what happens, but there's a lot of couples that I'm just like, Ugh, I don't really care that much about you, especially Evelyn and Corey. I just can't be bothered with them. Alina and Steven fascinate me. I'm really curious to know where they're going. Ari and Benny are just a mess. Kenny and Armando, of course, are, are adorable, but so, so boring. Like they're just well adjusted humans. And like, like you, you've talked about this multiple times. I don't want to watch 90 day to to see successful couples i want to feel better about my relationship and when i see them effectively communicating and being supportive of one another i'm like come on <laughs> how dare you be so kind to one another but look overall 90 day is 90 day and um it's definitely going to be better than whatever the mess of the single life is going to be so ah <laughs> uh, uh, no don't talk about that i'm not ready that's next week we're a week it's away from week. 90 yeah. day of the single life season okay two. i'm not gonna lie to you i'm actually super excited for it like i made the joke but debbie i can't wait <laughs> debbie as a cast member for one I of know. these shows is something i never would have expected so it, yeah it's going to be torture. I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. And like that cast is the more and more they've released for, about that cast, the more I'm like, why are these people coming back? Big Ed is coming back. Natalie's coming back. Jesse is coming. Like, why? Who asked yeah, for Jesse. this? Yeah, not excited for Big Ed. I think he needs to be promptly taken off our television screens. Like, he does not need any more airtime. But 
And, and maybe I should say the same thing about Jesse, but the fact that he's with the woman that Tim was with, that whole thing also fascinates me. It's going to be chaos. But look, we're here to talk about the other way, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sorry. <I guess. laughs> Wait, what is the <laughs> other, the other season? That's the other thing about this is that, you know, we've seen, except for Alina and Steven, who are new, then there's, shoot, Ellie what's and the... Yes, Ellie and Victor, but they get so little content. It really just feels like one new couple. I think that's what's also been really tough about the the 90-day universe in the context of COVID. And and obviously, right, like there are certain restrictions and limitations in place, but we're just not getting a lot of new couples. And I well, think I this new like... season... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Not the single life. What's the other one that's coming up? I think there are Before more new the couples day. there, right? Yeah, before the 90 days. Yeah. Oh, which is also utter chaos. I think that will feel more like, okay, we're back in the swing of things because we're going to have new people to, you know, tear apart. I feel, yeah, I feel like that's the official start of the, uh, post pandemic era for 90 day is mm-hmm. that season because outside of soldier boy, there's no one new, which is great. I mean, everyone's new. Sorry, which is great. Um, and especially after two seasons of both 90 day. Uh, happily ever after and then 90 day regular that not in that order. Like it's been a lot of the same couples and it's mm-hmm. enough. Like, we need mm-hmm. that to stop. All right. So anyway, like you said, we are supposed to talk about the other way. I feel like we're not there. So let's go back to this way instead of the other way and talk about this. Liana, I want to start off talking about the favorite couple, the one that's the least problematic, the one that's just uplifting. What are your thoughts been on Kenny and Armando this season as a whole? And then we'll dive into what's going on here this week. I think they're one of the few couples I have genuine empathy for. (laughs) Actually, my heart goes out to them for a lot of the situations that they're in, especially with Armando having to deal with his family and not necessarily being supportive um, of, you know, the the lifestyle, uh, which is ridiculous. But we got some good news throughout the season. I think the fact that his dad has come around and in this episode, we find out his dad is actually coming to the wedding. I mean, he has, look, he hasn't set foot in the wedding, but at least he's in the car on the way to where Kenny and Armando live, which I think is at least the start of something positive. Truffle somehow is still alive, which is genuinely amazing to me. Like this chihuahua is 17 years old and is completely blind, but somehow still kicking. I assume it's because of the tutu costumes. <laughs> look, overall, they're just, they're just so sweet and so adorable and so wholesome. And in this episode with Kenny's family, I think it was, um, she, what was the name of his grandson and his daughter? Cooper and Madison. Yes, Cooper and Madison. Yeah, so having Cooper and Madison come and seeing them all interact with Armando um, and with Armando's daughter is just all around very adorable. Yeah, you know what, though? It's very interesting for me with uh, this episode with them because it felt like they couldn't figure out what to show us. So they kept showing us Kenny and Armando and they had like the second most content on the episode. But there wasn't a lot of substance there. Not that they're not, not that this couple lacks substance. That's not what I'm saying. But like from a narrative perspective, yeah, a storyline perspective, 
it's nothing. <laughs> it's a lack of drama. I mean, I remember from their first season, Kenny was driving to Mexico for like weeks. <laughs> like he left Florida <laughs> in the third episode and he didn't make it to Mexico till like the end of the season. And that's how much they dragged out their storyline. Like it was all about Kenny driving to Mexico. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I think that that's something that has continued on to the season. Not I, that being said, I think in the, 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 ocean of chaos and evil you know you you need the kenny and armando so i think it's still nice that they were on this season they are the one redeeming uh a pair of people here where somehow i like both of them which is pretty shocking well that's but, not uh, that's not true i you've told me a couple times this season that you're a big fan of both Corey and evelyn so. <laughs> yeah i love both of them so much <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, right now, Kenny and Armando are on trial. So let's see what else there was. I say trial. I don't mean that. You know what I mean? Um, I thought it was very sweet when he reunites with Cooper. So obviously in this episode, we learned two things at the beginning. We learned that Kenny convinced Armando to send his dad a message so that his dad can read and reread this message with regarding to, hey, RSVP to my wedding guy. Uh, what do you think of that move? Do you think that's a good move? Yeah, I actually really liked this uh, because I think especially when you're processing something super heavy, being able to sort of have almost a the handwritten letter equivalent to go back to reread. And I think also it's beneficial for both the recipient and the, the sender, the writer, whatever, because mm-hmm. if you're going to write something to someone you want to be very deliberate about the words that you choose, how you phrase it versus if you're just talking in person, you know, you may not necessarily have that same attention to detail because you know that that person can reread it. So I, I, I really liked this move. I liked that it allowed him to one, express his feelings and then also to have his dad sort of be able to sit with that. I don't know if that's part of the reason that ends up influencing his dad's decision later on. But I really liked it. It's interesting because from a sending perspective, I agree. But as someone who hates being left on red, I could not handle like days and days of just not knowing what if the message was received the way I thought it would receive. And and the tone, did they get it? It's a lot. Sorry, you don't like being left on red. Yeah, billion percent. Are you going to be shady right now? Are you about to say some shade? No. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You never get left on red. Other people might. Not you me. Never you, leave, you literally leave everyone else on red. That is me. not true. That is cap. Stop. Okay. It. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so in terms of the move, I like that move. Again, I think that Kenny and Armando are just so perfect for each other. They're so incredibly adorable. And I'm, you know, I'm... It warms my heart to see Armando's relationship with his dad grow. I mean, especially knowing that the whole, like they, the whole family, like none of them were supportive. And now the fact that part of the family is coming to see his wedding, I think is really, oh, like warms my heart. Like I said. <laughs> yeah. It, it's fun with them because they've been on two seasons and we've seen the arc, right? We've seen them go from zero to now having support at the wedding. So that's going to be lovely to see. Speaking of support from for in the wedding, we did get Madison and Cooper arriving. So Madison is uh Kenny's other daughter. 
We've met the other. I don't remember the name of the other daughter that we saw during the season or earlier. Oh my god, I don't know. I don't remember all of Kenny's okay. kids. Well, so then Madison and Cooper are coming through. Cooper is the the little youngin, the little young grandkid that he left behind. And Madison's a single mom, so he helped raise Cooper, which gave me more insight as to why mm-hmm. he felt such separation from them and leaving them. It was mm-hmm. very adorable meeting Cooper in the uh, airport. I, that, I was very touched by that. Yeah, that was really... Okay, so um, he has triplet daughters, Taylor, Cassidy, and Madison. Cassidy. And then he's got... I think of. he's got a son, too, right? Because I know he's got four kids. Yes. Does he have four kids? I, 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 yes. Anyway. Yes. Cooper is the only grandson at the moment, I think. And so I think that there's also then this, because it's the first grandkid. I mean, all grandkids are equal, obviously, but because it's the first one and he had to leave when Cooper was so young. I mean, because he was what a year and a half ish, maybe two when he had to leave to go to Mexico. And then because of the pandemic, he didn't get to see him. I think that's also been a big thing that probably contributes to a lot of the homesickness is that maybe that would be somewhat tempered if Kenny was able to travel back to Florida more often. But 100%. And you know, he would too. You know, he right. would. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because he's, I mean, essentially retired. So I think that that's something that would have eased a lot of that pain. But to have their their little uh, airport hug was so cute. And when Cooper was like, you look different. I was like, you got fat. I think it's all Cooper wanted to say. Oh, my. Liana. <laughs> I know. But I mean, come on. Like, it's quarantine. We're all in this, the, <laughs> the weight gain together. Okay. <laughs> So I did love that interaction with Cooper, but then the next interaction immediately, he goes to hug Madison and he's like, you look tired. I was like, I'm sorry. Madison did not just travel for you to look at her in the face, but you look tired. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Do better. Kid speaks it like it is. (laughs) No, this was Kenny who said that. Oh, Kenny said that? Oh. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was. I thought it was the kid. Like, yeah, thanks well, for delivering my grandson. But you look tired. What's up? It's a parent thing. It's totally a parent thing. My mom would say something exactly the same thing. Yeah, but I guess I guess they get the pass. Parents get the pass, but like others don't. I guess so. Mm. I think if you raised somebody, you get a little bit of leverage. If you walked into your lab tomorrow and someone said you look tired, wouldn't you in your head be like f you? Yes, of course. But did they birth See? me? No, that's what I'm saying. Parents get a pass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree with today. you. Yeah. <laughs> you, did? you did? Okay, man, I heard that. Okay, that's fine. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so Armando does have a concern in all this, Liana. Armando's nervous that the homesickness will get worse because this is a quick turnaround trip for the families. Like they're coming in and then for the wedding, then they're leaving Monday. So mm-hmm. I don't know what day of the week it is currently. I can't imagine it's more than a weekend. Mm. I think they said that it was only what, like two days or three days or something like that. Exactly. So yeah, it is yeah. a very, very quick turnaround because they're all le- leaving on Monday, I think. Yeah. So what do you think about um, Armando's concern? Do you think this is something to be worried about? I mean, literally both of them said the exact same thing, both Kenny and Armando. Like, 
Armando said, my biggest fear is Kenny feeling like he's made a mistake. Literally two seconds later, Kenny's like, I might get more homesick when they leave. <laughs> so <laughs> obviously, again, the fact that they are such a cute couple, they're so in sync. Yeah, obviously, if especially if both of them are having that concern. It's what Asia talked about last week on the podcast. You know, you can go a while, you wean yourself off sugar, and then you have a cupcake and you're like, oh, yeah, sugar. <laughs> Sugar's great. I like sugar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. This has been fun, f- fast facts with Puya. <laughs> yeah, you did. You think you stuck the landing on that one? No, <laughs> I'll workshop <laughs> it before we go back to that. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, when we dissect the who's, the what's, the when's, the why's to why you couldn't land that, we'll talk about that later. Let's talk about um, more. Uh, about Kenny and Armando. Honestly, there's not much else. Like, I'll be yeah, honest with you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, there's not much else. He does, Kenny does sit down and vent to Madison a bunch about how homesick he is and how he can't, like, this past year has made him realize, like, his fa- he needs the family support and how being in, in Mexico, they've not had that family support from Armando's family. And he always constantly finds himself thinking about how much support they would have if they lived in Florida around his family because his family would support them a lot of that stuff so again this is like i think this is very relatable given the pandemic given being you know stuck at home not seeing your family realizing you know what my family might have their problem but they're my family and i love them and they love me Mm -hmm. no i mean i think a lot of people can kind of relate to to that i mean i know i certainly can as someone who has moved away from family because of my career Uh, So the pandemic has definitely made me feel this way of like, yeah, I definitely want to, for my next stage, move at least closer to my family so I can see them more often. Yeah, same. I I look forward to moving closer to my family as well. My family. Our family. (laughs) Our family. (laughs) Aww. And last but not least with them, um, Kenny, Armando's like, I don't know if dad's going to come. We'll see, I guess. And Kenny's like, just call your mom, play detective and find out if he's like there. Because uh, Armando said, yeah, so mom said that she's just packing dad's stuff for him and he's not saying no. And I was like, this is the most like, just ask at this point. Like, this is torture. Armando was putting himself through literal torture before he actually called. It was cute. I thought it was so adorable. It did feel a little bit like, can you ask and see if she likes me kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Because, or, or maybe the, the big brotherness of it all, like the roundabout way you have to go about finding out if the dad, you know, if dad is coming or not. But I mean, I think really, honestly, it was an open question until they got in the car. And I don't know what the context was of how dad got in the car. You know, obviously he wasn't like, yes reception wedding let's go but i think deep down in his heart i mean you could tell how much he cared about armando and how much he loved armando and i think deep down he knew what he needed to do in order to support and i think that that message the texted message i think that that really helped hammer at home and yay dad is coming to the (laughs) wedding how cute hell yeah no i I do think that armando putting his foot down helped big time because i think up until this point uh, Armando's dad kind of got the impression of if I, if I just say, I don't want to do something, he'll leave me be, you know? Mm-hmm. So Armando not leaving him be and being like, listen, just to be clear, 
I need this and I want this. So if you don't do it, I'm going to be upset. That combined with, you know, you're going to regret not being there later. Mm -hmm. Like worst case, you are not happy with the experience, but at least you were there versus like down the line in the future. You look back, you're like, I wish I had went. You don't have that anymore. So doesn't matter what got him in the car. He's there. He's on his way. Hopefully the wedding goes smoothly. I, there is no world where this wedding's not going to be the smoothest wedding we've seen on the show, right? There's just no world. Oh my God. I'm so excited for the manufactured drama of like, Oh my God, am I actually ready for this? But that's <laughs> going to be fine. Yeah. It's going to be completely fine. Um, the, the big next time on piece we get with them is that Kenny and our, uh, Kenny talks about with his family about how they had gone to an orphanage and I think it was Madison was freaking out that they're considering having a kid. Hmm. Yeah, I'm. I, it intrigues me somewhat, for sure. But I, you know, who knows? We'll find out. We'll find out on the next time with them and see what goes down there. All right, Liana, you ready for the next couple here? Oh God, who are we talking about? My favorite couple. Your favorite couple. It's Corey and Evelyn. Liana, take it away. You got this. Corey and Evelyn. <laughs> okay. Their whole thing was, oh, apparently their relationship is back to normal now. So psych, everyone. Don't yeah. worry. Remember how we thought they were never going to be together? Okay. Well, he's actually reproposing and she says yes. So <laughs> it it's was like- so dumb. This episode very much felt like the rug was being pulled out from underneath me, at least with two of the couples. And this was one of them where it just felt like, well, then why did I watch? Like, what? And it felt like also it was just completely glossed over. It was, oh, he did a bunch of romantic things. And so now we're fine. Although I will say the massages every night. I Uh. swear I was watching this um, (laughs) on my own, taking notes. And when the descriptions were coming of what he's been doing and the massage came up, like, yeah, that's the one, Liana. I'd be like, yeah, I think this is a good, this is pretty interesting. What do you think of this? Do you yeah, think this that, is a good <laughs> that would work on me. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm an easy woman to please. Just uh, that sounds perfect. Yeah, well, good news is it's been happening every night for the last two years. So you're set. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, this is the whole left on red thing all over again. Look, they're both terrible. They should definitely be together so that they don't harm other innocent people. That's a lot of the 90 day couples you just described. (laughs) Right. I did love Corey's logic of the whole thing of, oh, well, if I do something really big and really romantic, she'll have to say yes. Yeah. Okay, Corey. Sure. That's how that works. No, no. The best part of this was Evelyn. Okay, so actually, I'll I'll wait till we get into it in a second here. I, because I need to vent now about the fact that they literally are wasting my time. Because for three weeks, I've had to watch Corey make like hamburger over a pan in this little room with like deck chairs for furniture. and And then he has to be like a like a renter of one of her side rooms in, in the building that she's in and this whole thing. And, and like now um his friend was holding him hostage. If he didn't tell her, uh, if he didn't tell Evelyn everything, he would have all of this drama just gone. Now we have Corey and a sign that says, Evelyn, will you marry me again? 
And he has a boat go and set this up, which, by the way, when he started speaking uh, Spanish on the phone, I thought Evelyn was going to chuck his phone in the water. Like She looked like, who is that? No, but tell me. <laughs> I, I also thought you could take that out of context because it was like, do it, do it now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God, the shoe has a hit out on her. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, like, what is that? He's got on a death grip. Yeah, it was not great. Yeah. But then... So Evelyn gets reproposed to, says, oh, you're so silly. Yes, of course the answer is yes. I felt a shock to my system. Evelyn is someone we've seen a lot on this show, and I know Evelyn's not quick to turn around on a decision. They clearly skip like a whole month, month and a half of this story, maybe two months even, and and we've gotten to this stage. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying is that it felt so jarring that it was Mm -hmm. such a tonal shift between what we saw the last time, you know, they were on our television screen. It almost felt like we need one scene in between. Even if you guys didn't get it, can you like fudge it a little bit, like Frankenbite some stuff together to make it feel like, oh, it's on the mend because it was just like everything is garbage. Corey's garbage. She's totally over him. And then everything is perfect. And we're totally back in love. It felt so backwards. Yeah, because wasn't last week the movie, like, maybe we'll do movie nights again? Like, we went from movie nights to marriage. That is not how things work. That is and not how it works. they're already married. So it makes exactly. it very confusing. Okay, what did you think of the banner? The banner was nice. It was It was a sweet touch. But when Evelyn later says that was the most amazing, best proposal ever, I was like, Evelyn, it's not even the best proposal of this season. Like you got upstaged by Steven. Steven did better than you, Evelyn. I, Steven. I think what I liked the best was the fact that she couldn't read it. That was like, that's when you know you've really hit the home run. Is when she's like, what does that say? I can see my <laughs> she's name. Like, I see my but... name, but I don't know what the rest is. Although, you know what? It did remind me a little bit. Maybe it was the font or the coloring or something. Do you remember when Jesse went to the airport for Darcy? Yes. And he brought a sign of himself. Like it was a picture of himself, but it was a picture of himself in the same outfit at the at airport. The airport. Like it was, it was like weird. if if Corey had somehow managed to get a picture of him at the beach, like kneeling down to propose on the banner, like some type of weird inception kind of thing. That was very cool, for. you know. Like okay, so here's picture this, Liana. We're walking um by the beach because I'm very original and I didn't just take the same idea. We're walking down the beach, da 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 da, fun times, and then. You see a picture in the distance. You're like, that, okay, that looks like you. And it's, I'm wearing the exact same outfit. You turn around and I'm kneeling and I say, well, it looks like you just looked into the future there. Hmm. Yes. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Don't? I definitely. Why did yes. you chuckle? Why did you do that? That's a stupid you know what? idea. I'm going to leave you on red more now. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. That's more in line with your normal behavior. That is not. You're so mean. You're making me seem like the worst person in the world. The <laughs> the leaving hey. on red, non-massage giving, <laughs> corny, dumb puya. Hey, I don't I don't make the facts. I just report them. Then stop lying to people. I think it's just like I I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> Liana yells at me every day. Okay. All right. I'm just trying to get that out there on record. Just delivering the fact, just giving the facts <laughs> out, you know. Oh my god, that reminds me. What's it the? Is it a Family Guy episode where it's like we we've heard reports of people 
looting. Have you seen people looting? No, we're just reporting it. What is that from? Don't know. Couldn't tell you. Mm. All right, I'll Google it. Well, you can Google it at some point. Sure. Sounds good. Sounds good. I did write in my notes that once Evelyn watches this season and sees Steven's proposal to Alina, she's going to dump Corey again. <laughs> so. Oh, God. Are you I, honestly, though, to go back to that, I would 100% pick the Corey proposal over the Steven proposal. You what? want me to, do you want me to sit there awkwardly while my partner sings terribly? If your that's partner has terrible. that voice, of course, that's bad. Um, but your partner doesn't have that voice. One, two. It's a sweet gesture. It's a romantic moment. If the partner's nailing the notes. It's South Park is the the clip that Uh, I'm thinking of. Well done. Thank you. I hold on. I I'd have to Everyone noticed how she kind of yada yada me uh talking about being potentially the one proposing there, right? Okay, well, look, no, okay. <laughs> no, you'd rather <laughs> listen to an old South Park <laughs> clip than, than accept my, pro- whatever. I I'm going to, to make a, right. I wasn't talking make about a shitty you sign I in the ocean. You, oh my God. I Your sign will be in Comic no. Sans. That's honestly papyrus me, bro. I don't care. Pick whatever papyrus font you want. All, all, all I'm saying is that if it was specifically Steven singing, okay, that, that, well, also that's horrible for multiple reasons because what dark turn my life has taken. If for some reason that's the situation I find myself in. And suddenly you'll be like, oh, I miss Puya. Yeah. And his leaving people on red. Oh my God. You're so mean. You know how self-conscious I am about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're just reporting it. All right. Shut. Great. More outdated references from Leon on podcast. Love it. Great. (laughs) Yeah. No, we haven't actually seen it, Tom. We're just reporting it. Okay. Well, there's no Tom on this season. Sad enough for you. Okay. Uh, However, there is also, yeah, Corey and Evelyn, the next time on, she's like, well, I don't know if I want to get married like by the church because that marriage is till death. And then Corey's like, no, Evelyn, that's all marriages. So I thought they were already ma- like, like they are. They're, yeah, they're already married and they already thought the whole issue is that, oh, if I tell my family, we can't get divorced. OK, well, you told your family. So as far as I'm concerned, you you know, like the same restrictions applies. There's something about like, ooh, Jesus was looking at me, but he wasn't looking when you guys were in the courthouse. I don't get it, bro. I don't know, bro. We'll see, bro. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Liana, let's go over to the proposal that you would definitely not accept. Let's go over to mm-hmm. Steven and Alina here. They had a somewhat quiet episode, but they've also fast forwarded in their relationship. So it's been a couple weeks since the proposal now. And I would love to talk about the main aspects of what Alina says here, but I have to stop down and talk about the cats. Alina is out here in this park, in this B-roll, just petting different cats and literally introducing us to a different amount of cats. There was uh, Mr. Cattles, the cat. There was Cucumber, the cat. And then there was their favorite cat cow. I got to say, I'm a Cucumber, the cat guy. Mr. Cucumber is mm-hmm. my guy. Yeah, I will say if it wasn't for uh, the astrologer later on that we'll we'll talk about, the cats definitely were the stars of the show. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that apparently Steven abandoned her so she could go play with cats. That's, I feel like, <laughs> underreported storyline. Like, where is Steven at all of this? Alina's just out there hanging out with the cats. My favorite moment, though, was when Alina said, yeah, we tried to make human friends. Yeah. Like, okay, Mark Zuckerberg, you robot. Like, sweet you baby kidding? rays. We're applying the sweet baby rays. Sweet, sweet baby rays. Sweet baby rays. We're applying the sweet baby rays. Oh my God. If you don't know what that's from, there's this clip of Mark Zuckerberg saying sweet baby rays like way too many times to be normal human. In a very, very abnormal way. Like, I know it doesn't yeah. sound normal to say anyway, but it's very abnormal. <laughs> and it. it's like not barbecue sauce, like sweet baby rays. We have to that. Oh we my God. That's so the funny. Sweet baby rays. We're yeah. applying so, the sweet. <laughs> um, so. You know, Alina's out here playing with these cats because she can't make human friends, but also because she's just sitting around waiting for Steven to get these documents sorted so they can get married and they can move to Russia. That's is he really- working? Like, what is he doing, though? Like, wh- 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 where? Wh- what was he off well, doing? Because the thing is, is we know he has not prepped a single document. Well, we did see him playing cards, so maybe he's goofing off. I feel like that's I the mean, obvious answer here. Probably texting women, I assume. <laughs> no, no. His social media is deleted at this point. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Look, <laughs> here's the whole thing. That whole trip was predicated on the fact that they were going to get married. So I don't understand when Steven's like, well, I don't want to get married. Oh, and then, well, we have a month left. Do you know how long, sir, it takes to process Bruh. paperwork? And plus... How long did it take you to get your visa? At least you have some experience, right, with that. Like, it's not going to be that quick of a turnaround. And, I mean, he just doesn't seem too concerned. That is very classic Steven behavior. So I totally get where Alina is coming from. It feels like the rug was pulled out from underneath her because the whole point was to get married. And now Steven's like, ah, mm, no thanks, fam. Hopefully he has more strategically timed gifts that he can give her. Oh my, yeah. <laughs> Tell me that you are planning on being a horrible partner without telling me. 
by having strategic gifts ready at the in, in the corner. Yeah. The, f- <laughs> the fact <laughs> that you could plan ahead enough to be like, oh, I'm totally going to screw this up. I need to have gifts on hand in Turkey ready to distribute at, what did he say? Opportune times, pristine? Yeah, pr- strategic precise, whatever. Str- yeah, strategic know. moments. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? There's something wrong with that boy. Yeah, he's not great, obviously, but also, you know, it reeks of privilege to be like, yeah, if I had it my way, like we wouldn't be getting married anytime soon, but I don't, we have to get married soon. So I guess I'll do it. But it's like, but you're not putting in the work. Like both of us know getting paperwork is a lot of work already. Getting files and documents is a lot of work. You want to leave enough room where if you go to submit and it's like, oh, well, these are wrong. These are outdated. You have time to pivot and change that up it's not fun i don't like i hate doing it liana doesn't like doing it liana knows how much i hate doing it but you got to do it if you're trying to get everything sorted so i wouldn't trust steven to do this to be honest if i'm alina i'm t i'm grabbing mr cucumber i'm going over to the house and be like listen i'm gonna watch you while you do this because i don't trust you to do it because he's gonna say some outlandish stuff about her and not trusting her Yeah. Okay, just before we get to all of that, Steven, honestly, if you don't want to get married, like if you, the what he said in that confessional about if it, if I had it my way, we wouldn't get married. That's a totally valid feeling to have, but you have to tell your partner that that's how you feel because he's stringing this poor woman along and there are plenty of red flags anyway for Alina, but it's just... It just feels like he he will wait until the deadline and then he will go back to the United States. She will go back to Russia and then he'll say, "Okay, let's do this again. And then they'll go back to Turkey again. And then who knows if they will actually ever get married? Because to me, this is still for Stephen a trial run. Like as much as he wants to say that he's committed to her, the behavior says otherwise. And I think also maybe he's waiting Puya until she can get baptized because that was the whole thing, right? Like that was his big complaint about her was that he mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that she would commit to being baptized but she can't she has to get baptized after they get married but because of covid they're not doing the baptisms in turkey now right that's actually an interesting point that i hadn't thought about so do you think his plan right now is to slow roll it so that she gets baptized before they can they get married do you actually think my, that could be the I, case I think so. I think he's going to put again a month because you have to one apply for like we they talk to the immigration attorney. They have to still apply for the the license to get married. They have to get married and then they have to file their paperwork so that he can go to Russia. And that's obviously going to take time. So I don't understand how that is all supposed to happen in one month. Now, Stephen is an idiot, so it's entirely possible he does think that it's you know, achievable to do it within one month. But I think what's most likely going to happen, they're going to get to the month. Of course, it's not going to happen. They're going to go their separate ways and they're going to come back together in Turkey and like whatever the waiting period is for them to get new visas. That's my guess. And I think by then, maybe the Stephen is hoping that the baptisms can happen. So then he can have Mm. that guarantee of her being baptized before they get married. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. All of that is to say, we'll see if I had to predict, I don't think, I think he's going to mess it up, but I, I hate it. I hate it the way he questioned her and, and 
told her that, hey, I'm I can you promise me right now that you will? Because I'm worried you're not going to want to do that once we uh, move. So oh I hated that. And then I love that. Um, Alina basically said, listen, if any of us should be doubtful of the other, it should be me. I love that. That was a great mm-hmm. line. I think she said that in confessional, not even to his face. I wish she would have said it to his face, but she's not wrong. Basically, she isn't wrong. However, I'm very surprised that they don't have a next time on. Why do you think that is? Are we actually going to go through an episode without them for the first time ever? Maybe it's possible. I mean, they got very little content this episode as well. And if if you think we're getting close to the end, because when does the other way start? Two weeks. The other way starts. uh, No, the other way is this season, Liana. You mean before the ninety days? Before, yeah, before before the ninety days. Before the ninety day is going to start December 12th. So, okay. So, yeah. So, and if they do two, like, let's say they do two, uh, two episodes, uh, two tell alls. Two, two, yeah. So, let's say they do two tell alls, then there's only two more regular weeks of the show left. So, my guess is, is let's say they take next week off, then they're back in the, the finale, finale episode, and then they're at the tell all. That, that would be my assumption. Yeah, that's not a bad shout, which to me, this is a bad omen for them. If they're not going to be on the episode next week, I don't think they're together. <laughs> I just don't. Cause really? we'd still have to, I mean, we'd still have to see them get married and oh, like no, maybe, for sure. maybe no. the season ends with them like going to Russia. No, come on. For sure. They're not getting married a month left. I mean, maybe that's what I'm saying. It's not maybe. a good omen. Maybe. Oh, bug. Okay. But they could still be together. You mean physically together or you mean like together? I mean, if the story is meant to end with them married, I don't think it's trending that way for this season. No, the I th- I think I think they're still going to be together, but I think they're just they're maybe like not going to get like married. I literally just said married. that. <laughs> no, you did. I go well, I, look. I misunderstood. It's fine. Look, uh, I I. The unfortunate part of them not ending their story is that we may see them again, which is horrible because Steven licking the wine glass is my sleep paralysis demon. But if we have to see them again, I'm fine. I'm fine, I guess. There could be a lot worse couples we see again. That's true. And they're still fresh enough, right? Like, I don't want to see Ari and Vinium again. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with no more Ari and Binium. Honestly, I'm over Jenny and Sumit so hard, oh which we're God. about to talk about in a bit. Um, get rid of Corey. Literally, the only couple other than these two that I would not mind seeing again would be Kenny and Armando, and that's because they are the the beacon of positivity, but mm-hmm. they they do not anchor the show in entertainment form. So I'd be out for right. that reason. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's just move on to the next couple then. You, you, you brought them up. You said you don't want to see them again. Let us know why you are, um, Wiz Khalifa featuring Charlie Puthing, Ari and Binium. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> I'm actually super excited that I'm here to talk about Ari and Binny as much as I do not want to see them on another season, but I have felt like, okay, I want to be 100% clear. They have both done horrible things and I do not like either of either of them. But I was trying to understand and I've seen several Reddit posts about this that is like, why is Ari behaving this way? Like what happened? What are we missing? Because essentially what happens if we try to put the timeline together is Ari is proposing to Benny at the end saying or like when she was still in Ethiopia saying, I promise I'm going to come back. 
here's a ring. I'm committed to you. I'm committed to our family. Then very similarly to Corey and Evelyn, but maybe in the opposite direction. The next time we hear, she's like super upset with him, super mad at him, whatever. Okay. So I was trying to understand like exactly how this whole story progressed. And I think it's important to note all of the things that Benny has done that I think set up why Ari is so frustrated by the things that we've heard in like these past couple episodes. Cause at least from what we've seen from her being in the United States, we know that Benny was using the apartment, um, like to have a bunch of people over and like partying with his friends. He was taking pictures with girls that Ari doesn't know. Um, Ari found the text messages, uh, from a girl that Benny had met at the club while she was gone. Um, and Benny, of course, would also turn off his phone or ignore her calls. Um, during like this whole situation. Okay. So that's just the stuff that's happened since she's been in the United States. But then I think if we look back at like his previous behavior, I think there's a reason why Ari is having such a strong reaction to these specific things because essentially Benny has this history of cheating because he lost his wife and kids because he cheated on his wife. He also cheated on his girlfriend, the one that he plays the butt bongos with. I don't know how the butt bongos fit into this whole situation. But like, that's also a thing that's happening. I don't know if we're pro or or con on the butt bongos, but I just love saying the words butt bongos. So I'm going to repeat that as many times as I can. Um, anyway, so yeah, so he has this like behavior of of serial cheating. And then also Ari stated that Biddy would leave her. This is when she was in Ethiopia, that she would or he would leave her alone for long periods of time and wouldn't answer his phone, um, would go to the club, would like delete texts off his phone. And then also like the family Benny is not like super supportive to Ari. So I feel like her strong reaction is almost the culmination of all of these things. Now, obviously that doesn't excuse any of Ari's behavior, like going to the United States without telling him, you know, her hysterics for other reasons. Right. But I, I think that that's where Ari is coming from. And I think that that's part of the reason why she's had such a strong reaction because she's poured like so much emotional labor into this man. And she goes to the United States to see her family and he's like running a mess. See, yeah, listen, what you said was a good summary of some of the things that have happened in the past with them, with Ari's, uh, sorry, Binium's behavior and what Ari may have seen, etc. However, I think the biggest problem with Ari is that she doesn't communicate with him. And I understand that she has been using this excuse of, well, you're not answering your phone, you're not picking up the calls, whatever, whatever. She withheld going back to their home where they would have arguably been able to have the most conversation, which I think they need because, you know, you think about the whole, she stayed with Leandro uh, during her visit to Jersey earlier, like in the, during her pregnancy, didn't tell him she bought the tickets to go to the States. Didn't tell him like it's, it's, it's her history of withholding from him. That makes me feel a little bit like not comfortable because if, if Binium has the full image, full story of everything, then he's still running amok. Then, yeah, that's a whole different vibe, different story. But I don't know. There's a lot going on with them that I feel like they're just not showing us. Right. And I think that's the truth of it, because, you know, we talked about how Corey and Evelyn fast forwarded to a new chapter. They fast forwarded to a whole new country, like within mm-hmm. the span of the tail end of last episode and this episode, they are now in, going to Kenya. So mm-hmm. basically last episode to set it up again, um, 
Ari gave him an ultimatum and said, I'm not coming to Ethiopia. That's just not happening. If you want to try again to, you know, earn us back, you will come to Kenya and we'll try there. And now the episode starts where she's found a place for three months in Kenya and she are uh, Binyam's coming over and she's like, we'll see how this experiment works. Otherwise, we will figure out visitation uh, rights for him to see Avi uh, and we'll separate. Mm. So, okay. Uh, I uh, Okay, sorry. I'm just like processing all my thoughts. So, great summary of this. I think that because of where Ari's at, she sees Kenya as the compromise. Now, obviously, she sees it as the middle ground because they've both lived there before. Like they both know the area and and he can go there without a visa. And we unfortunately learned that that was where Avi was conceived. So unfortunately, I now have to live with that knowledge. I will never think of Kenya the same. (laughs) What do you mean? Um, Like You know how babies are. I know, but I don't want to think whatever, whatever. Okay, so every time you see it, okay, never mind. Go on. No, I specifically them fornicating. I don't want to think about it. Okay, I, I just feel don't. like okay. I'd rather think about the butt bog ghost, to be honest. Like that to me somehow is more palatable. Maybe it's I just I have like the them cap- so much. <laughs> I don't. I have the capability of not picturing it when I talk about it, but I guess you immediately. Okay, well, I have it. a very visual. Uh, memory and sense of living in the world, whatever. It's fine. So, uh, so yeah. So again, I think, so if, if I think that Ari, Ari thinks that Kenya is the compromise. Now, obviously mm-hmm. she's not delivering it in the best way possible. It of course is coming across essentially as an ultimatum, but I think that that is in part because, you know, she, she feels that I th- I think she feels or she didn't realize like how terrible the situation was for her. I think because, you know, she really had this lack of support in Ethiopia surround. She wasn't surrounded by her family. It was his family who wasn't supportive and everyone else in Ethiopia was very like pro Bini. And so I think that she maybe was struggling a lot. It kind of felt a little bit like, oh, I've been putting up with this for so long. So now this but this is the compromise that I'm trying to to instill. I so I I I hear that, right? But I also feel like we can't not look at the fact that she spent 2 months with her family mm-hmm. who have been very anti-Ethiopia and anti-Binyam. And I th- and I can't help but feel like that has also uh well, yeah, worked but it a little bit. I- yeah, but that's the whole <laughs> that that whole situation though was hilarious to me. Be like that you bring that up because um, I think, it, and it can apply to both sides because it's like, well, are they anti-Binny because he's bad or are they anti-Binny because they're discriminatory? And I'm sure it's a little bit of, no, no I know it's I, definitely at least a little bit of both. But like, I his think, behavior is unacceptable to me. Like, if my partner were to turn my phone off, ignore my calls, multiple instances, like random people over at the house that I didn't know, like, yeah, I'd be upset too. I understand what you're saying, Liana. However, I just can't help but feel like she is being like there's a little bit of hypocritical stuff in here because uh, from her, because to me, his family is all involved. But the biggest non Ari and Binium person involved in this relationship is her mom. Her mom has control of so much in this relationship, so much more than uh, Binium has over his own son. Like the mom has decided all the medical procedure will not happen in the States. The mom is now coming to Kenya to oversee everything and make sure everything is on the up and up. 
Yes, and then we remember- see on the next time. Yeah, go ahead. Well, do you re- just on the mom real quick? Do you remember that when that time when she mediated the conversation between the two of them? Yes. Yeah, she yeah. was like so fair. I mean, she took Benny's side in the whole conversation. So, I mean, I'm not saying she's obviously somewhat impartial, but I think in terms of people that she seems to be willing to see all sides, like even in this episode when Ari was bashing on Benny, the mom was like trying to be like, Okay, but let's just see. Let's just see. Let's just see. The mom felt like super supportive of the whole situation. Yeah. But also, I will say this, Liana, you mentioned if my partner was doing all this stuff, then of course I'd be like, be mad. It's unacceptable. But I will also say this. If my partner like talked down to me constantly and would tell me to shut the F up every time I tried to bring up a point, why would I answer the phone? You know, I think Liana, I think if you, represented Ari, you would be able to articulate and, and, and her movements and her, you know, activity, her actions, her beliefs way better. But I think the way Ari does it is why so many people on Reddit and, and on the internet are speculating like, why, what's up with Ari? Why is she doing all this? And she's the antagonist. Because of the way she delivers her messages and the way she makes decisions without, again, zero say is given to the partner in any capacity. Yeah, like it comes across as very my way or the highway. Yes, yes, it's my way or the highway. And, you know, when we discuss a couple where we agree, both of them ain't shit, right? We, we've we said this from the jump. I think every episode we have to remind people that. Neither of them are good. Let's just get that clear. I think even still, it's hard to then still look at them both as equally bad when one of the two is like more of the aggressor and more of the um, the antagonist in the exchanges, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other thing about her mom that I think is of note because... Um, her relationship with her mom, like obviously her mom like is coming along and part of it feels like maybe like a little bit coddled, like Ari is coddled. I think mm-hmm. that's in part because, and Ari has been really open about this, um, her mental health and anxiety. She's someone who mm-hmm. has tried to release that anxiety through self harm. She's got like scars all over her arms. And so I think that's in part why maybe her mom is a little bit more protective. Um, because she that her mom obviously just cares about her and doesn't want Ari to get to a really bad place, especially across the globe. And I think that's another reason why her family is really wants her to come home is like when you know that you have a family member who, um, you know, has has dealt with these types of issues. You just worry about them when they're all the way across the globe and especially in a situation where they don't have family to support them and the family that they're with is actively against them. Right. And then the other thing that um that I wanted to bring up because there was like the question of the whole timing of her trip, like why she needed to be she was for two months in the United States. There was, and this is one hundred percent just the story of a nurse on Reddit. So I don't know how legit this is, <laughs> but I will read what this nurse said. The nurse said that ORs are still backed up because of COVID. Hernia repair is a non-emergency, so it would have been added to the end of an existing backlog rather than scheduled right away. 
Also, they probably had to see a U.S. surgeon before they could even schedule. So it's not like she had the option to wait to travel before the surgery. So maybe that provides some context of like why she was there for so long because of that. Now, obviously, that doesn't defend how she ended up in the United States, right? Because, you know, she didn't run the idea by Vinny at all. It was just a decision. But that should maybe help, hopefully, help to explain the length of the trip. Right. That's a decent shout. Yeah, I think ultimately for them, um, what I would say is, uh, Binium, stop turning off your phone. You're not five years old. You can hold down a conversation. You can firm a conversation. Stop it. That shit's childish. Stop it. Ari, he cares about you. Just don't. Talk to him like you are his superior and he will be more receptive. And then both of you stop being babies and figure your stuff out. Again, this is too, this is interesting because I literally was rooting for these two like four episodes ago. And mm-hmm. now I, I hate seeing them on my screen because it just brings me, it, it angers me. The whole exchange angers me. I, and, and I hate these exchanges where the the couple is in opposite ends of the earth or they're on different countries because they can't hash it out. They can't talk, right? It just, they never give us that on the show. So I'm actually happy they end up in Kenya here. And as far as their exchange in Kenya goes, first of all, how adorable was it to see Biniam playing with his son? Yeah, very cute. Very cute. Like to have them reunited after so mm-hmm. long. And I assume that means the surgery went well. Um yeah, no, the surgery, Nobby, like they gave us good. a one scene. They gave us one scene total about the surgery that was last week and it was the start mm-hmm. of the episode. And there was like, yeah, it's fine. Everything worked out. I was like, okay, good to know. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, they, so Ari gets a translator to talk to Binium one on one. And Ari's reasoning was, I got a translator because, you know, sometimes Binyam will say that he didn't understand and things got lost in translation. I want to make sure that that isn't the case. And then Binyam has a confessional where he says, I feel like this is just to make it more dramatic. I don't need a translator. And to be honest, I don't think he's needed a translator. So I thought this was an interesting stretch of a move potentially, but also it didn't harm anybody to have a translator there. So that doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, that, we've actually seen, we've seen this happen quite a bit on 90 day fiance when two couples, even if they do speak English, just because, I mean, even you and I have issues and we, but you know, I know English is your second language, but like you speak, you now English is essentially your first language, right? I mean, like, would you say you had more command over the English language, right? Than like Farsi. We. Oui. <laughs> ah, so French then, I see. We. <laughs> um, we. Oui. Oui. Okay. Yeah, so, no, I, I think that, so it's interesting, right? Because the the way the translator is being used here is she will have, she will speak in English. She will have the translator translated to Binyam, but then Binyam, who's going to respond with English, which is his second language, is still going to have a hard time telling her things that he might intend, if that makes sense. Wait, what do you mean? So, for example, it's not a two-way translation, right? So it's I not thought it like, was, because I thought Ari kept saying, like, no, no, speak to her, speak to her. 
No, she was saying the opposite. She was like, no, look, speak to me. Like, look at oh, me and speak to me. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. I thought it was supposed to be both ways. So that's what I thought it was. I thought it was like, you have someone who can help to translate when English is second I language. Thought so. I thought Oh, okay. Yeah, because I thought so he was going to speak back in his language to her, and yeah, then she would say it in English. But it like he kept saying everything in English because I think she pushed oh. for it. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, that I don't understand. But I thought if it yeah. was <laughs> someone who they could both speak in their native language, I mean, that's like on. Um, oh my God, what am I thinking of? Where you really want people to have? Yes, it's even ninety day fiance. Like when? Do you remember when Larissa and Jess got together? They're both Brazilian, and I was like, speak Portuguese together to shit on cult. Like I don't <laughs> want you to have to both speak in your second language. Like it'll be so much more fun if you can speak in your native language. And I felt like for this, it would have been so much better if they could have spoken in their native language to help try to facilitate those issues because it's already tough enough to have those types of conversations, right? I mean, that's what I was getting to with us. Like it's you it can even if English is your first language, you're both speaking exactly the same language. You both have command mm-hmm. of it. It can still be tough to try to understand one another. I agree. I 100 percent agree. Like communication is key in the survival of a relationship. And communication already is complicated when people use the same language, let alone having the language barrier be a part of it. So ultimately with them and and their exchange, I feel like there's a lot of accusations coming in from from uh, Ari's side. Obviously, she's heard a bunch of stuff. She's gotten texts. She's seen pictures from the cloud. So she's like she wants she's basically wanting a confession, right? She wants a confession. And an acknowledgement, and then she wants the redemption of them rebuilding. I think that's what Ari wants. And I think what Binium wants is to not do that because he feels like his trust is being questioned and he doesn't like that. And he feels like he's being talked down to and he feels like he doesn't like, you know, don't take away my son, please. So it's, it's again, it stopped being fun, right? Their, their whole story was fun. I was enjoying watching their mess. This isn't fun for me anymore. This is uncomfortable. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious to know how it's going to turn out. I, I think, I think even if she doesn't, Ari doesn't necessarily want a confessional, I think she wants an apology. And I think that he doesn't maybe necessarily feel like he's done anything wrong. So Mm -hmm. he would say, well, I don't owe you an apology because, you know, I, you know, you, you either, not that two wrongs make a right, but if he feels like, oh, well, you've done these things to me. So therefore I, you know, I can behave this way. It's like, okay, you both screwed up, both say a sorry. Like I, now kiss, you know, like I need you guys exactly. to get along for the sake of your son, please. But that being said, if it's a bad situation, you know, knowing when to end it, I think is also really important. No one to fold them. Well, next week we're going to see, um, Binium, uh, Ari's mom questioning Binium about, did you cheat on her or not? And again, this is where I, I just, I don't know. Leah. I know you say that she's very fair, but I feel like she's too involved as well. Like it's like, I, I, cause it's like, it's still a party that is somewhat biased, right? Like fair is fair, but that's still her, like Ari's mom. So that's still like, oh, the yeah. Bi- yeah. So no, it's no, like, no, uh, it's well, not a course, third party. Yeah. She, yeah. But she, she, I mean, it's her daughter. Like she's going to yeah. be protective. And I think that yes. while she wants to keep an open mind to everything, like, of course, you're going to want to do that type of stuff. Like I, I, I under, I can understand where that energy is coming from. Yeah. So like your daughter may be awful, but like she is still your daughter, you know? Oh yeah. So, like, That's your daughter. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. 
All right. Well, do you have anything else you want to say? I feel like we put a lot on the table with them. Is there anything? No, else? I'm, 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 ugh, I'm done with them. Yeah, they really are a, a fun suck. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> okay, so this last one isn't a fun suck, but I'm so furious that I'm going to laugh. <laughs> Let's, okay. All right. Hold on. Liana, we didn't get to talk about this couple. Can you quickly tell me your thoughts about Ellie and Victor before we go to Jenny and Samit? Oh, I was like, who? Um, <laughs> yeah, mess. Like, I don't, I don't know where they're going to go. I don't, I mean, he's in crisis mode. You just lived through a freaking category five hurricane. Your house is destroyed. Your family's house is destroyed. The life that you built is completely in ruins. This is like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You got to fulfill that basic bottom tier first. And Ellie's out here being like, okay, but like cheating though. It's like, no, 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 no. That's, that's to tip top of the pyramid. Okay. Like we need to get electricity and we need to get a house and we need to put up our tent. Like that's the level that you're at. And so it just feels like people who are on completely different levels when it comes to the relationship. So, you know, I know you suggested last week, it's like, oh, maybe she should just go back. She needs to either, she needs to recognize the situation that she's in, Ellie does, which is, look, we are in crisis. We collectively are in crisis mode. And she needs to make a decision about whether or not she feels like it's worth it for her to invest the time, energy, and effort to help him fix up his life. Unfortunately, I think she wants that guarantee before she makes that commitment. If that's the case, yeah, just go back to America. Like, yeah, it's kind of a dick thing to do because it's like, I came all the way here and like, shouldn't you be helping? And be like, mm, but I have like pizza to make. So like, I'm going to be outy. <laughs> I just I think for the relationship, ugh. it's just better. It's just better if she gives him the space to rebuild. And then when it's rebuilt, she can come back and they can work on the relationship. Because until he's in purgatory with his whole living situation, his whole island is in shambles. He can't focus on the, the two of them. He just can't, you know, yeah, and I, mean, I don't blame yeah. him. No, like, like literally, that's what I was saying with the Maslow's hierarchy. It needs like he can't even like or I'm I'm just imagining myself in that situation. Like I couldn't even process that if I'm just trying to get my house back together you know and not only that but having going going through the trauma of the hurricane itself and having your whole life destroyed ellie read the freaking room <laughs> right and, and also the reason i remember to bring this up is because next time on it's just that it's it's victor still going through it of like having flashbacks to what has been going on and you know I, the problem is, is that obviously, yes, there was some infidelity stuff. She needs to get to the bottom of that for sure, for sure, for sure. She is owed that. But the time isn't now, Ellie. Like, the time just isn't now. You got to leave it and you got to go back to it later. Okay? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Speaking of you got to leave it and never go back to it, Liano, let's go to freaking Ginny and Sumit here because they were the stars of the show. They had the most story. And I do not understand how we got to where we got to. Okay. I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh Uh-huh. So the main catalyst of Jenny and Sumit's story is going to be the astrologer who came through and changed the flipping game on its head. Khalid, the astrologer, changed everything today, Liana. This was like whiplash. It was absolutely a complete 180 and did not go the way that I was expecting, right? Because we're set up with this astrologer who apparently has been working with Samit's parents for 30 years. And and the way that his parents speak about him, like, oh, all of his predictions came true. And the times like when I did the wrong thing, it was horrible. It was really like this astrologer guy was just the pinnacle of all human beings. Anything that he said was going to be done. And he's the astrologer that said that Jenny and Samit needed to wait to get married. So obviously, I thought predictability Oh, the astrologer is going to be on the parent side, going to be on Samit's side. But no, that was not the case at all. No, whatsoever. I actually couldn't believe what happened. So, yeah, basically, this astrologer has been in the family for, what, 30 years or something. So his word is gospel. His word goes. They bring him out. And also, before all this happens, like Samit goes into the room and says, hey, Jenny, so the astrologer's coming. Make sure you have some snacks and tea and stuff to serve him so that my parents see that and like they, they are approving. It's like, Sumi, do it your damn self. It's so annoying. Whatever. We don't need to get into it. It's fine because they're all perfect now. So the astrologer really gives Sumit's mom the business. And I, I did not expect to ever see this happen on this TV show because truthfully, the only person that could do that would be Jenny, but she would never do it. Because she doesn't want to upset Sumit. And Sumit would never do it because he has no spine. Sumit's mom was not only called, um, oh my God. Sumit's mom, (laughs) Sumit's mom was literally called selfish. What kind of mother are you? A selfish mother? That's how it looks to me. Yeah. Like and this was the first scene of the whole episode, so this just set this tone of like, wait, what am I watching? Is it backwards day? Like, who is this guy? He's speaking common sense. Like, he, I mean, honestly, he was so much more forward than the therapist ever was. Obviously, I think like because he's got that familiarity for so long, he he feels that he can speak. Yeah, can speak more candidly about the whole thing. (laughs) But it was so shocking. Yeah, I just, I just couldn't believe anyone was talking to, like, these two parents have literally had everything go their way, and they've elicited so much fear in their children that th- this boy doesn't want to get married until he gets his parents' blessing, 
which I believe that to be nonsense. Now we'll get to that in a second, but they have elicited a lot of terror basically. So to see him say all this and he, the astrologer basically breaks down all the walls. Sumit's mom is now crying. And then out of no, and then, and, and the astrologer also says stuff like, you need to let them go. You need to, you know, the, let the universe handle this. And then says, this is God's wish. It's written in the stars. And the parents say after this, they were like, yeah, she cried. Then she said, it's out of our control. Okay. It's out of our control. And then the astrologer tells Jenny, um, she is the one who won't bless you, but that shouldn't mean that she should curse you. And I was like, damn, put that on a quilt somewhere. That's great. Love that. Um, and then Sumit was like having a confession. He said, I'm so happy that, you know, someone is telling my parents this. I was like, you should have told your parents this years ago, but you know, you have to wait for the astrologer to do it because again, Sumit's got the spine of a jellyfish. Mm-hmm. I just to go back real quick, I went and looked at the full quote. Um, are you a selfish mother? Seems like it to me. Let him go. What? Yeah. That felt like a honey, put it in the burn book moment. I was like, oh, just put it. Put- <laughs> it was wild. Yeah. Smith sucks. Like, and then the, well, yeah. I, oh my God. He's just, it's just living this weird fake life. I mean, let's not forget the fact that he met Jenny because he was catfishing. What was the, what was his name? It was something hilariously generic. Like yeah, my, it wasn't Michael name. Scott, but it was, yeah. It, but Jonathan wasn't, something, right? Oh, shoot. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like, but I feel like my dad it, right now. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing though. His story has been very wild. Mm-hmm. Michael Jones. Yes, Michael Jones. Okay. So, okay, Michael Jones. So you end up catfishing this woman. And then I think like when he, when he finally opened up to Jenny about being a catfish and then was shocked that she just said, okay, and stuck with it. He's just been in this weird situation ever since. Because like you said, he is the spine of a jellyfish. He's not going to say anything. So that's why he never stood up to anything. And now he's just, it's almost like he's just agreeing with the person in the room that he think has the most power at the time. So the astrologer comes in and is like, this is how I feel. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That what this guy said. What he said. He would be yeah. Perfect for a cult. Oh, if he's not already in one. Mm-hmm. That's possible. <laughs> so then uh, in a next scene, we see Jenny gets summoned by Sumit's mom to talk one-on-one. The message was delivered by Sumit's dad. And that still means Sumit's dad's gonna be there because Sumit's dad is their translator, essentially. Mm-hmm. And the mom says, you know, I'm going back to my house tomorrow. You're kind hearted. And, you know, I want you to know that I want to maintain the love between us. Everything's up to God from here on out. And the, talk about whiplash. This is where I got. I could not believe like literally the last three episodes. We've watched her berate Jenny. We've watched her talk shit to Jenny to her face while laughing at her face without Jenny realizing. We've watched her try and make Jenny do the neti pot with the string and the mustard. Like, it's been, it's not been a good exchange. So this 180 is baffling to me. Mm-hmm. That's all it took, apparently. 
I, you know, again, I say all it took. The, the astrologer has been putting in the work for 30 years. Okay. But it, it was amazing. I mean, now to be fair, the mom did, she put her foot down when it came to the blessings on marriage. Right. Cause she was like, Oh, well, we'll see. But I mean, at least the whole, we will love you. We'll love you so much. I don't know. Maybe it was the whole, we catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. So maybe she's hoping that the approval will drive him away. Like, I, I can't help but feel that there's some ulterior motive here. Just because, like you said, we've seen the mom be so brutal to Jenny this whole time. <laughs> yeah, like, just very, very brutal. And, and <laughs> I mean, she'll take it. I love that she's still, like, Jenny, because Jenny has been trying to get married to Samit. Like, no one in this world has been more committed to take a husband the way Jenny wants to take Sumi. And I don't get it. And I wish Jenny would go after someone who is like, who deserves to be with someone like Jenny. And that's not Sumi. But here we are. She immediately says, you know, what about the blessing to marry? Mom's like, listen, we'll see. We're not going to stop you. We're also not going to support it. Change Mm -hmm. a little and we'll see, which is very much a them answer. And Jenny then tells Sumit everything. Sumit goes to talk to his mom, says this was a big step. And actually, this scene kind of like gave me a little bit of bumps. You know, I liked it where um, she says she's, you know, she does all this for him and that she used to get so angry at him. And it but it bothered her that she got angry and she doesn't want to do it like that. And now she's like, well, I'm your mother. I can change. And I've changed myself and left it to fate. I wish I could change like this on the fly. You know, like we got to get you an astrologer. That's the way around it. I think so. Well, then the last scene with them, they're going to celebrate Holy, Holly, Holy, Holy. Um, I don't, it's it, the celebration does consist of like paints and colors and stuff. And they take these things up to the to the uh, roof and they start throwing like the color at each other and stuff, the paint at each other. And it's just a celebration. They get to goof around and having a good time. And then Jenny says, well, listen, now that your parents have said they're like, they're not going to meddle in it. I want to get married ASAP. And Sumit says, well, I think we should go to the astrologer and see when we should get married according to the astrologer. And Jenny was like, Oh, okay. You know what? That's a good idea. He's caused like Jenny immediately is also giving credit to the astrologer. Like, yeah, the astrologer, you know, he knows what's, what's up. He, he made all this happen. So we'll go see what the astrologer says. But what if the astrologer says tomorrow morning? Will we go get married tomorrow morning? Which Sumit should say yes, because he literally has no leg to stand on beyond that. And he's like, I don't want to get, no, I don't think so. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, there was definitely part of it. There were some moments um, where you could see in Sumit's face, like at various moments after the whole, oh, my parents approve now uh, situation. That was the hello darkness, my old friend kind of meme where mm-hmm. you could just sort of see him dying inside, knowing that he might actually have to go through marrying Jenny. And this moment was no different. And, you know, Jenny, of course, is like, yeah, I'm definitely pro this guy. He's the one who just was able to turn around Samit's parents so quickly. So I don't know if Samit's going to get to him first and pay him off or like what the whole situation is going to be. But if, oh gosh, I don't know. I just really, do you think they're ever going to actually get married? Dude, no. At this point, no. Like, 
If the parents have now gotten to this place where they are, quote, approving or not approving, they're just like, we'll leave you alone, do what you want to do. And he still doesn't do it. No, definitely Mm -hmm. not. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I think he's just trying to wait it out. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. But now, I mean, one of those hurdles is removed. But I think he can always fall back on the fact that I want my parents' blessing for us to get married. So maybe they're not anti-Jenny, but they're anti-Jenny and him getting married. So we can play that card. At least he still has that on the table. Yeah. (laughs) I cannot say this enough. This is two weeks in a row now were a couple that seemed doomed to fail that I was rooting against are now completely patched up and everything's fine and it's looking like it's going in the right direction. I'm not happy. You know what? Make it three. Corey and Evelyn look like they were in the pits. They're fine now too. I don't know what's going on. I don't love it, but that's fine. As long as stuff's going on and I'm feeling feelings, that's 90 day fiance for you. So they're doing it right. Yeah. Plus it'll be over in a month. (laughs) <laughs> other than the next one will start um this podcast will never stop but that's fine we'll have fun on it the whole yeah, week yeah it's gonna be a new cycle of people to to rag on right exactly well can we really quickly say those on the next time on sumit flippin says something along the lines of my last divorce changed me and i don't want to be a part of any marriage i think that's like a misdirect editing thing but low-key I wouldn't be surprised if Sumit would say something that stupid, considering that that divorce happened while he was dating Jenny. Yeah. So. I, it's not like this <laughs> unknown traumatic thing from his past. Yeah. This grizzled man dealing with all of these emotional burdens and trauma. It's like, she bro, had to you push him to get divorced. Yeah. Like we watched <laughs> the whole thing happen. I mean, obviously what he went through in general is pretty wild with the whole staying with Jenny, but also then like having to get married because he, you know, has a spine of a jellyfish. So mm. who knows what this is really all about. Yeah. I said something about the person I was before and now is a big difference. I mean, you're still spineless. You're the same, dude. You have no passport then. You have no passport now. Same, same. Okay. And he's saying, yeah, I don't think I can survive another divorce. Are you planning on divorcing her? <laughs> like, this like, is a great... Yeah, no, it, honestly, it's a very, very great way for him to go out of his way to not get married again. And by great, I'm being sarcastic. It's horrible. Yeah, it's not good. It's the, yeah, it's, I think this is on the 90 day subreddit, but it was the meme of the, all the numbers where it's Samit trying to figure out how to not get married. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. It's a very good meme. (laughs) I have, I have it saved already. Disaster. All right, Liana. Well, this covers. This week's rendition of the 90 Day Fiancé podcast. I couldn't have done this with with anyone else, Liana. So thank you for coming through and for not only giving us your takes, but also deep diving the nonsense with me with a fine tooth comb. I really do appreciate that from you. There's not going to be any 90 Day Bears All portion this week because it doesn't exist. They didn't put up an episode. Liana, we're going to talk about that, but it didn't happen. So Liana, mm-hmm. where can people find you? What do you have going on? Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Liana RHAP, podcasting, of course, about Masking Air with you. And then Survivor. We had a really, really fun episode with Allie Lasher. 
where Mike and I brought some really stupid games. We did some buffer snuff. We played a really, 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 really dumb game. That <laughs> was my brainchild. So I would say check that out because it was, of course, a ton of fun. Perfect. Yeah, I listened to the B&B today while cleaning the house and uh, it was great. I enjoyed myself. So thank you for that. All right. Glowing recommendation. Go listen. Definitely not a biased recommendation. No, honestly, jokes aside, it was phenomenal. And then jokes in front, there were a lot of jokes on there too. So boom, double. Nice. Wow. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, You can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. I stream there about three, four times a week. Come say hi. It's always a good time. And if you would like to listen to our other podcast, where Liana and I are every week, 90 Day Fiance. No, sorry. Mass Singer. <laughs> That's what I do this every ah. time. I do this on every podcast now that w- w- I'm on, and it's rough. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we got it, right? We're good. Should I edit this it out or should I leave day. my mistakes on? The, of course, <laughs> leave them in. This is 90 Day, the podcast we normally do weekend. Is the week Mass Singer. Is the Mass That is correct. Yes. Good job. Hey, don't be condescending to me. I said, good job. I said, good job. <laughs> Stop that. Why don't you turn off my sweet phone? Baby. We applied the sweet baby race. <laughs> we applied the sweet. We're going to apply the sweet baby race. Oh, my God. All right. No, so if you like just to- applied the sweet baby race, just to clarify on the quote. <laughs> yeah, Liana's got this on a pillow somewhere at this yeah. point. If you would like to leave a rating or review for this podcast, please go over to robiswebsite.com slash 90 day fiance. That's the number nine, number zero day fiance. That allows me to get your feedback. It allows people to find the show and, uh, you know, it allows you to put some stars on the screen, which I always do appreciate. And I'll be back next week to not only talk about 90 day fiance, the other way season three, episode 12, but also 90 day fiance, the single life. Season two, episode one. Oof, it's going to be rough. But thank you so much for listening to this podcast. You have arrived at your destination and we will talk to you next week. Until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power. Loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. That is going on the ribs. Sweet Baby Ray's. 
Sweet Baby Ray's do Sweet Baby Ray's. Sweet Baby Ray's is very good. Sweet Baby Ray's. Sweet Baby Ray's. We have just applied the Sweet Baby Ray's. Sweet Baby Ray's. Sweet Baby Ray's. Maybe throw some Sweet Baby Ray's on the ribs and take it from there.